Um, I have adopted the mindset that if you have the ability to make money, then it's your responsibility to make as much money as possible so that you can give back to people who can't. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith-Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that Hey, 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 I'm Kimberly Smith-Austin. I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here today with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. Happy August still. I say that every week now. August (laughs) is definitely slowing down the summer for me, thank God, because I don't know what happened to July. It's here. It's almost gone. We are just a few short days. In fact, when this happens, it's Monday. And so we can call it over. (laughs) But before we leave, we are going to take some time to talk about our last facet of wellness, which this week, it's all about financial wellness. As you all know, we've been here over a series because August is National Wellness Month. And this month we talked about the mental, the physical, the spiritual. And now this week we're here to talk about financial. And we have an amazing guest here to share her insights, her views, and how to help you on your journey as an entrepreneur, executive, and emerging leader become financially well. Who do we have on the show with us here, Misty? Um, I am very excited because I got to meet this lady a little um, at the beginning of this year and got to sit down and talk with her and meet her and then realize she's a powerhouse. If you are an, into your community, into um, any sort of cause to help out, into giving others voices and into, which I really love this part about her, is getting things done. The one thing I could say about Miss Jamie McNeese is stuff doesn't wait. And that if something is important to her, there's action in that moment. And I think we could learn a lot from that. So please help me welcome Ms. Jamie McNeese, who is a health insurance broker, but way, way more. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Jamie. (laughs) Hi, happy to be here. So Jamie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born, (laughs) no. A little bit about myself. I am a health insurance broker, as you mentioned. Um, And what that means is I'm self-employed, I'm independent, I'm contracted with all the insurance companies um, and I'm licensed in multiple states. Um, So I specialize strictly in health insurance. Um, And that wasn't the case when I first started out, but as everything began to evolve and I found that health insurance was just fed my soul, um, then I dropped all other lines of insurance because I felt like I could only be an expert in this one line. Mm. And um, so that's that's where I'm at today. Um, my The name of my uh, health insurance agency is Thrive Health Insurance Services. And so that isn't just a name, it's actually a lifestyle. Oh, Love it. Love it. Tell us more. So um, for a long time, I simply branded myself as the health insurance lady. And that was very effective. Um, I love branding and marketing and all of those things. 
And I had listened to a, I started out as the insurance lady. And I listened to this podcast and it talked about that as you're branding yourself and naming your company and that kind of thing, that you need to actually identify what you do. So instead of, you know, JLM Enterprises, who knows what that person does, right. I decided I would be the, the health insurance lady. And as soon as I lasered in on that, um, nobody ever again at a networking event ever had to say, so what kind of insurance do you sell? <laughs> uh, it was in the name. And so the conversation, you know, was, was in a networking conversation was really easy to um, just m move forward and talk about what we both did. So as time went on, my business was extremely successful, um, not just because of the branding, but we'll talk more about a life event that took place that just, um, you know, turned a, a, a vocation into a passion. Um, but as my business began to grow, I thought, you know, this, I, there's no holding back this tidal wave. I just, so much business just keeps coming in that it made sense for me to invite my adult son to join me in business. And so as we were moving towards that, I couldn't continue branding just as the health insurance lady. That wasn't going to work for a 30-year-old man. <laughs> Um, so I realized that I needed to do something more and something more with the name and played with a lot of words and, you know, reached out to a lot of girlfriends. And it was actually Nicole Albrecht, who both Misty and I are affiliated with, who said um, in, in choosing words, she goes, I really like the word thrive. And I go, well, great. You know, thrive health insurance services. And I thought, there's no way the Department of Insurance will agree to that, but I sent the request and they approved it. Awesome. And so that's how that name evolved. Um, since then, all the marketing that I've been able to do revolves a lot about thriving. And, um, and, and I get to use the name of the business to help promote that. Oh my That's gosh. amazing. And, and, you know, Misty said it at the start. Uh, I don't know if it was our pre-talk or during the show. I absolutely love that because we know we're in a season now, not only in our life, but in the world where people have been surviving for so long and to yeah. come to a place where you're thriving. Not only do you get to thrive in your life, but now you get to brand yourself as such. So when the world sees you, when they see your organization, when they see the product and services that you offer, your customer service, they think about thriving, which to me means something far more than just providing. It's thriving. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I love that the way you put that. Man, if someone calls me, I'm not just providing an enrollment into health insurance. I'm like, okay, we're going to have a long talk about now how you actually use this and the doctors you're going to see. Yes. Love it. Yeah. You um, layered a lot of things in there. And um, one of my favorite words is alignment. And I think when you come into alignment, things start to flow. And um, there's a lot of talk about, I'm taking pride in, and it's not wrong, grinding, you know, like I, I hustle, I work, I, I go. But when you are aligned with, I think, your purpose, your gifts, um, and your bigger cause, and then you're able to find that into aligning it with your company. And you said, I took a vocation into a passion. Uh, I'm going to use that as a quote. Uh, I took a vocation into a passion that you no longer are grinding when that alignment is because things are flowing to you and you started to expand so fast, you um, had to expand. Um, literally into another person because of your alignment with now it was a passion. 
It wasn't a day job. It was something that um, you were called into doing through an experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, I, I can say that when I first started in insurance, um, I, it was awful. I, I was terrible. It was, and I was property and casualty and, um, you know, people would change brokers for $35 a month. And, and so it was, it just didn't, you know, it just didn't resonate with me. And I had a client who said, you know, Jamie, you do my, um, my business insurance in the past, you've done my payroll. Um, can you also take over my health insurance? And I kind of did it. Well, yeah, give me a minute. I'll go get that license. Um, got the license, called him. And I said, I'm ready to become your broker of record. And his name was Mike. And, and Mike said, well, great. Let me tell you about my family. And he said, my wife is a breast cancer survivor. My son has special needs. I want to be sure that they, you know, have access to the care that is going to continue to sustain them. And mm -hmm. so here's this man that I'd known for five years. And this is the first time he's talking about his family mm -hmm. and his desire to um, provide and protect for his family. And so I hung up from the This, this touched my soul. I want to do more of this. And so that was the first experience, you know, and I was very fortunate to be at the right place at the right time, you know, which when I say that, it's, if, <laughs> it, but the Affordable Health Care Act had just rolled out. And um, because the commissions for health insurance agents were being cut by 75%, all of the old health insurance agents said, forget it, I'm out of here. You know, I'm, I don't work for that little. Mm -hmm. And so for those of us who were new or remaining, it was everybody had to change insurance. And so it was a tidal wave of phone calls and enrollments. And, and I became an expert very quickly just through sheer volume. And, and to take those calls and again, having conversations about their health needs and, um, and and becoming an expert very quickly, I was excited to get up every morning, and I was working from home. So everybody tells you, you know, meditate, exercise, deep breathe, journal, and all that stuff. I'd be like, I'm gonna go get my coffee, and I'd show up at my computer still in my robe because <laughs> I was so excited to get to work. And, you know, and it would be 10 o'clock and I'm still in my robe and I'm like, okay, need to take a break, really should brush my teeth and put some clothes on. But it was that level of excitement of getting, of having found something that truly, it, again, wasn't just a vocation and it, I wasn't counting pennies. I wasn't doing, okay, what's the commission going to be next month? It was, I'm just so excited to get to serve people at this level um, that the finances could That's exciting. That's exciting. And I think when you love what you do, as they say, you never work a day in your life. And so you showed up and, and you said, I didn't count the pennies. I didn't count the cost. I just showed up and did the work. I served. 
And you know, there's an expression that says, you know, when 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 you're given little and you know how to multiply that, that's huge. And what will happen is much will be given to you. Much will be given to you. And it's apparent that that is what has happened in your practice, in your business, Jamie. And I'm so excited to hear that. We are super delighted about this journey you've been gone, that you've been on. It's well, it's been quite a journey. So Misty, shall I talk about the life event that shifted everything? Absolutely, please. Okay. So um, I've been in health insurance. I, you know, I lose track. It, it's, it, it's probably nine years by now. And um, six years ago, during open enrollment, which is for a health insurance agent, that's your busy season. That's where, you know, you don't plan lunches, you don't plan dinners, nothing. You're just, you're at the computer all day fixing people and enrolling people. So it was during open enrollment, it was in November. And, um, and I woke up with one really weird symptom on a Monday morning and was in front of my doctor by noon. And within two weeks, I was diagnosed with bladder cancer. And this was shocking because I was healthy. Um, I, it came totally out of left field. So again, we're in open enrollment and I thought, okay, well, this is awesome because this means I can change my insurance plan and, you know, buy the biggest and best insurance policy there is. And through that process of having needing to meet my own medical needs, um, I was able to look very closely at every single health insurance plan, now no longer as a broker, but as a consumer. Mm, and what true. I discovered was insurance isn't about providing you more coverage. It's actually simply a financial product that's based on math. And when I looked at the math, knowing that I had cancer and so I was going to be one of those patients that, you know, had hundreds of thousands of dollars of bill of bills and invoices. What I discovered was it was actually the cheapest health insurance policy was going to be financially the most cost effective. And um, so that was a big revelation for me as a health insurance agent. And here we are six years later. That's information that I'm able to communicate with people who say, I want a zero deductible and I, and I want to pay as little as possible. And I do the math with them and I save them thousands of dollars a year once I explain the math of health insurance. So that was one thing that came out of it. The other thing that came out of it was just the experience of what a life-changing event getting a cancer diagnosis is. And whatever mindset you had prior to that, um, your mindset changes because even though cancer now in our generation and in our day and age, even though now it's very treatable, mm -hmm. some of them aren't as treatable and we don't know what's going to happen. And so truly when you get that diagnosis, your life is threatened. And suddenly everything that was important becomes insignificant because now mentally this is about your life and so um going through that experience was uh, it, in the very beginning I, I felt that my my brain had been hijacked it was hard to think about anything other than a cancer diagnosis mm. yet i was in open enrollment, which was the busiest time. I had a lot of people that needed to be served. 
And I wanted to be able to con continue to show up for them. And so one of the things that I was able to do, um, years later, I ended up writing a book, but one of the things that was most effective for me, there you go, um, one of the things that was most effective for me was instead of letting cancer um, take over my brain and my thoughts, I decided that before I would start work every morning, you know, of course, this is, these are the things we learn in business and, you know, create your priority, your priorities, create your plan and all of that stuff. But I thought if it works in business, let's give it a shot with cancer. And so every morning I would get up, I would get dressed for work and I would go into my living room and I would have a conversation with cancer and this, it was out loud. And so it was, you know, I would kind of greet cancer, welcome to our meeting, I'm glad you could make it. And, um, and then I would out loud articulate the things I was afraid of. And, and then I would pause and I'd think, well, what are the solutions to those things that are dominating or taking? And so one of the things I was really afraid of was, um, losing all of my hair. I, I'm vain. I didn't want to lose my hair. And so I articulated that and the solution was, well, if I do lose my hair, then I'm going to spend a fortune on wigs and I'm <laughs> going to have better hair than ever before. Um, and another one was, I don't like to throw up. You hear all the stories about people going through chemo and being nauseous all the time. And thought about that. And, you know, one of the things is CBD or THC, whatever that is, marijuana um, will help with nausea. And I had never, ever in my life ever smoked marijuana, but I was like, I will light up if, <laughs> if it's going to keep me from throwing up. Okay. So there was that solution. And so then the next one was, okay, what else am I afraid of? And I, and truly it was, well, what if cancer takes my life? And, and I paused and, and I thought, well, what's the solution? And there was no solution. That wasn't something that I could exercise any control over. And so again, sitting in my living room out loud, I just went, well, creator, that's going to be the one that you have to take care of. Mm. And in articulating that and even, you know, making hand motions, creator, it's all yours. Um, that really helped center me for the rest of the day. And so I could go on with my day and I could do my job. And uh, of course, you know, cancer's cancer and it's still going to filter, you know, still going to pop up in your thoughts in the course of the day. And I'd say, well, I'll take care of you tomorrow morning. We'll meet again then. And so that morning routine was very effective for me in, uh, in my mental attitude going through this catastrophic illness. And, um, and catastrophic it was in order for them to um, take care of the bladder cancer, I ended up having to have this outrageously radical surgery. And, um, and here I am six years later, and you would never know if you met me in person that I, my body is literally bionic. It's, they took out the bladder and everything around it and repurposed healthy body parts to to create a replacement for that internally. And um, so, I mean, it, to use the word thrive, you know, to, if you were to say Jamie is thriving, to me, that is such an understatement yeah, at this point. I'm that. not just thriving. I'm like, you know, every day it's I'm conquering the world. Mm -hmm. um, so 
that story is really important in that because of that experience, now when I talk to people, especially people over age 55, knowing the statistics for how much more likely a person over age 55 is to get cancer, um, we talk differently about the health insurance that they're choosing than if I'm talking to a 25-year-old. And, and having that conversation and educating them on here's how your insurance works. And if this catastrophic event happened, then this is what your insurance would do for you. And let's be sure you have access to the best doctors. So let's not choose the cheapest plan. We don't have to choose the most expensive plan, but let's be sure you have access. And, and so in doing that, um, again, my business just, it, it just continues to be a tidal wave um, because I'm so passionate, not just about the product, but about what that product can do for people if they end up in the same situation that I was in. Um, That's and amazing. That yeah, it's so many it, business it's, nuggets there. It was insane. I want to just, I want to jump in because I don't want the, okay. the reader, people to miss some of the stuff. So when we look at traditional business, everyone focuses, not everyone, but there's a traditional focus on quote sales. And if you're looking at what am I selling my consumers, what am I selling my customers? The first thing you did that really helped your business was looking at something through their eyes, not broker to customer, but becoming a customer of your own product. And we recommend that all the time. What is the journey for your customer? What does that look like if you were on the other side of the table and without meaning to, you sat on the other side of the table and started to see it in a different light. And then a lot of times, and I've been to sales trainings and I've been to insurance sales trainings when they're like, well, how do you up the sale? How do you get someone else to not just go for the bare minimum? How do you get them to go into the, the more ones? Cause there's more commission on the higher ones. And that is a thought and I'm not here to shame or blame anything, but I want you to notice the difference and even how it feels. You went from what is the best for them when they have all this laid out in front of them that they could choose and I could give them some really amazing advice on the worst case scenario, best case scenario, and honestly show them this policy above this is going to be the best for not only peace of mind, but even financially when you're running the numbers um, with a bigger picture. And I'm sure time after time, and people are going to put on the one that works best for them. And sometimes that might be in that higher category, which yeah. is not going after commission, but going after their security. So helping the customer from their needs standpoint and their benefits, um, there's this shift where we're not transitional, trans, but transactional, that yeah. business now is relational, relationship. It's based on relationship. People want relationship transactions. They're tired of the one and done. And I think by your journey and where you're sitting, you're able to do that. And you don't have to be an insurance. I think where we on the show and me and Kimberly are big on, we even have a book about it. Follow your passion, start a business. But you're unique in that, and there's lots of our listeners that are the same, is you stayed in a vocation and turned that into a passion, and in your okay. own sense, then became an entrepreneur owning your own business in the realm of what you've been doing, but were able to shift it on such a cosmic level of belief and understanding that that turned on the financial faucets of that coming in. And we all know finances just amplifies you. It doesn't change you. And so as these finances are falling into you, what I appreciate about financial well-being is you turned on the out faucet and now you're pouring into these organizations that have amazing heart and you're not, this faucet's not getting less. 
this boss is getting more and now yeah. you're pouring out more. And I think there's this level of vibration of when you are in that sort of flow, you don't know what the hell to do with the money. You're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of your home. You're setting the legacy for your family. But now you're like, I have to give. And there's I'm, this is how I'm giving. I'm going to give here. I'm going to give there. And I and I think you've your um, your journey has led to such an amazing sort of, of place where people have those weird conversations like it keeps coming in. Like people yeah. talk about this. But the yeah. more I give, the more people call because they need the help when I sit here to give them the help and not to sell the service. That's good. You know, one of the things, uh, I, I grew up in a very conservative church environment. And so what was preached at us was that money is the root of all evil, mm -hmm. um, which turns out is not biblical. Um, I have adopted the mindset that if you have the ability to make money, then it's your responsibility to make as much money as possible. And um, so, every, you know, every year as I watch my income increase, it isn't what bigger car can I drive, but it's my response is, well, then I can give more money to Michelle's Place Cancer Resource Center. And I can take on special projects with them and help them um, serve their purpose that no one should face cancer alone. And talk about, you know, just a full circle of resonance of um, that they help me, I help them, they have their new clients call me for assistance. And even though, you know, I'm making a ridiculous amount of money from, in comparison to all the years that I worked under somebody else. Um, and I don't even know where I was going with that thought. Um, but I, it just, it keeps growing. And every time I create a goal, you know, here's my financial goal. I'm like, well, that just, I blew that one out of the water too. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of it has to do with the reality is I would do this for free. That's awesome. I, I love this so much. And what I'm doing for people and what I'm giving to people in those conversations, I would do this for free. Um, you know, one of, being a cancer survivor, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm extremely um, sympathetic to people when they first get diagnosed. And so I get a lot of those phone calls because I'm not shy on social media about letting people know that I'm a cancer survivor. So not only do I get those calls from my community, but then also Michelle's Place Cancer Resource Center sends their people to me for help. And when I get a call from somebody who's just been diagnosed and it's either that person or their you know, mom is calling, their wife is calling, you know, the person who's going to be a caregiver, I tell them, I, I say, for you, I don't end work at five o'clock at night. I'm available to you 24 seven and you can call me on the weekend. Even if you think it has nothing to do with health insurance, believe me, I've already walked in your shoes. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are gonna be questions that you have that come up Saturday night. Call me, I will answer. Because the sooner you can get answers to that question, the sooner you can go to sleep that night. Oh. And, if, and if nothing else, I want to help you sleep better. And so, I mean, that's just the level 24 seven, you get diagnosed, I'm yours 24 seven. And you know, Jamie, as a result of your heart, number one, and your heart work,
that you've done over the years, when you said you're financial, you can't even explain it. You're at levels you you just don't know. That's the reward. That is the reward for all of what you poured in over the years. Again, much when somebody is given little, they're given much. And you're seeing it over and over and over again. And that's so exciting. I want to bring you to a place of really talking to our audience. You've shared your story. You've talked a little bit about how you've seen great financial success, but also how you've helped people save. And I'm going to use the word save money, even though they might have bought a more expensive policy. And I speak from uh, also 11-year cancer survivor myself, also formerly being a life and health a insurance agency. <laughs> so I have a little, little knowledge base on that. But I want you to give our listeners maybe three things they can do personally when it comes to financial wellness, whether it relates to insurance or overall, because you've had this journey, this pathway that you've taken, and it's led you here which as you said, you're in a place that you can't even, I'm gonna use the word understand, a great yeah. place because mm -hmm. of the work and the rewards. So maybe give us three tips that they can use as they continue building their entrepreneurial business, as they build their executive enterprise or as emerging leaders. So uh, Misty and I share a mutual contact, Nicole Albrecht. And um, Nicole told me that she has, that she would list her goals, laminate them and hang them in her shower to see every morning. And so as I was starting on my entrepreneurial uh, journey, I put a dollar figure and it was, my goal is a hundred thousand mm dollars. -hmm. And I laminated that and I put it in the, in the shower. What followed was absolutely unexpected. Um, in the shower, I would have arguments with myself. Uh, I've never made anywhere near that amount of money. And, and I would look at that and I'd go, who, Jamie, who do you think you are? You, you'll never, you'll never make that. What do you need that much money for? You can get by in half of that. And so there were these ongoing battles and it, took, and I mean, literally it took months and months for me to work through that Jamie, not only are you worthy of making that much money, you're smarter than anybody you ever worked for who was making more than that. Of course, it's okay. And you can, and you're capable of making that dollar figure. And so I, I would, that, that would be number one is set a dollar figure for yourself that you don't even believe that you're capable of, and then argue your way into that success. <laughs> Um, because I realized the person that had been holding me back was myself. Love it. And my my friend Jackie Steed, who is one of the greatest real estate agents in our region right now, we were kind of growing up together um, in growing in business. And, and every once in a while, I'll check in with her and I'll go, okay, so how many did you close this week? And, <laughs> and so we'll compare numbers. And, and we keep saying to each other, how did we know that we how did we not know that we were this capable? That's awesome. And um, so I'd say that the, the one big thing around that just has to do with um, believing that you're capable. The next thing in terms of financial success is laser focus. Mm -hmm. When I went from representing five lines of insurance to becoming laser focused to I'm going to be an expert in health insurance, 
then I was seen as an expert and more people came to me as an expert. And so becoming an expert and focusing, becoming laser focused in your knowledge and your understanding of that line of business that you're going to represent, um, that's a big step towards financial growth. And then I, I think for that. me, the, the third one is um, knowing how you operate best um, and, and having you know, some emotional IQ uh, and, and understanding of yourself. Misty introduced me of somebody who takes action. Well, what I know about myself is I am a burst of energy. So I've been in other sales jobs where it was a long sales cycle. You know, I was selling office furniture and if someone was going to be redecorating, you know, their entire office, that was a very long sales process and I would get bored sure. halfway through. Mm -hmm. I'm a burst of energy. So this selling health insurance resonates with me because in some cases it's one conversation and the enrollment is complete. And so I get that quick burst of um, success and that feeling of did it, nailed it, got them what they needed. I served that person and now I'm ready for the next one. So I think it's really important to understand your own rhythms and how that's going to resonate within whatever field you're representing. I love that. So really quickly, I heard, I actually kind of heard four things. And I, if I may, Jamie, number one was to set a dollar amount for yourself. Then I heard you say, have belief. I, and I think we don't want to skip that one because it's super important. Then I heard you say, get laser focused, right? Yeah. And then that last one, which you just shared was really about, you know, intel, into, uh, excuse me, emotional intelligence, kind of knowing yourself. Those are really powerful ways to really get a person plugged in and on their pathway when it comes to financial wellness. Now, Misty, I know you were going to add something as well. Um, one thing I think when it comes to financial wellness is, have you ever been in a situation where you've been talking to someone or there was a great business or a cause and you were like, I wish I could help. I wish I could contribute. I wish I could give money or time. And you you did it. Maybe you, you didn't have the money at that time or maybe you didn't have the time, but in your heart, it was like that. Oh, if I had, if I was a millionaire, I would have helped this person. Or I would have gave, I wish I was at that level. And what I think I appreciate about the financial health is you could be at any level and give and it's that money is an energy it's um it's not a thing and so when we get understand that money is an energy and it flows it flows in and it flows out and it'll flow at different levels depending on how much you are connecting and disconnecting to it but one of the things with jamie is is when in the moment if she is moved she is financially moved she will contribute um and that could be maybe and one of my favorite stories is a neighbor a neighbor um, had a foster youth and needed didn't even need a little extra help, but Jamie's was like, I'm going to support your senior year. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to go to prom. You're going to get um, new clothes and was able to financially help. And then she already talked about her own story is call me on Saturday so you could sleep better. She gives her time to help for the causes. And I know her. She's amazing at taking her vacation. She's amazing at understanding when she wants to have a cup of coffee or tea and amazing at she loves to work and unapologetically it's going to feel great about loving to work. So I think the balance of the four weeks that we've been talking about, your spiritual, your emotional, your mental is you have to know you. And I yeah. think you nailed that on that last one. Number four, we're going to call it is knowing yourself best. But yeah. I think you also have to operate in a flow of the higher power. When you're called to something, be called to that in that moment and not 
on argue it or, oh, I could have, whatever I should have. But I think a lot of financial opportunities are missed in the moments when it's coming from outside ourselves and we talk ourselves out of something that maybe was a bigger opportunity. Yes. And uh, the thing yes. I love about Jamie and just knowing you for this short time is watching you just harness opportunities to the fullest to where it impacts everyone in that opportunity. So I, I'd like to share with you that that number, that $100,000 number that used to be up in my shower, now my financial goal is at the top of my vision board, which is at the end of my bed. So I see it every day. And now the number is five times the original number that I set for myself. Awesome. And, and, and I'm now going back and having that same experience. <laughs> Who do I think? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and it's like, I am, I, I will do that. It's a That's goal right. and, um, and I can give back more. That's beautiful. That is so beautiful, Jamie. You have been a light to our show today. And we hope that you listeners out here listening, you have really taken something away, taken some nuggets that you can actually use. And here's the truth. Sometimes it's just a word that can make an impact on what you're doing or how you see things. So we want to invite you to fully engage. And if you haven't listened to the previous shows in our wellness series, please go back and listen to 95, 96, 97, and get some nuggets that you can use in your personal life. So Jamie, tell our audience where they can find you. Oh, gosh. Um, the, if you were to search the health insurance lady on Google, I will come up. Awesome. Um, you can find me as Jamie Buchanan McNeese on social media. Um, if you were to go to Amazon.com and search Jamie Buchanan McNeese, you'll find um, a plethora of books that I have either written or co-written. Um, and my email address is simply jamie at thehealthinsurancelady.com. And we will have that all in the notes, even the Google part, what to Google, where to click, where to find her. And if um, the beautiful thing about your book, and I think it was Nicole who said it is, it doesn't have to be cancer. If you're going through something that is life changing through reading this book and taking out the word cancer and inserting the word for what you're going through, whether it's divorce, whether it's um, being fired from a job or let go of or whatever that is, is your mountain, if you will, um, you could plug and play in and understand at the level of um, what Jamie has written in her book. Awesome. Can't wait to take a look at that, Jamie. Again, we thank you for joining us on our show. And with that, as we say every single week, there's something out there waiting for you. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Spire U. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.